0: I stepped out of that barbershop. I slapped my AirPods in there. I was walking around like, you know that scene in Spider-Man 3 where he gets the black Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I swear to you, that's how I was walking, bro. I was thinking, I'm about (laughs) to damage. Right, welcome back to another episode of the BTB podcast. It's been a long, long time since we've spoken to you guys, but we're back again. We've got a lot to go into today. with The season finally over. There's so much to cover. We're going to talk about the Manchester City travel you know, a bit of, you know, it's a bit of a dirty trouble. was a bit of corruption there, but we're not, not going to go into it yet, just yet. We're going to talk about the Premier League reviews for each of our two respective teams, being Arsenal, United and Chelsea, as you already know if you've been listening for a while of us. And we want to also talk about, you know, the recent influence that Saudi Arabia is having on the professional game in terms of them, you know, smacking up big players like Ronaldo and Benzema, yeah. Ante. And how, you know, does that is that going to be like a new trend in the future? Are younger players going to move there for money in the time of their career? we also want to talk about the end of an era, to be honest, like Messi going to into Miami, Latan retiring, quite a few other legends of the game have retired just this season alone. And then I guess at the end, we can just wrap up with some random talk between us. But Kevin, you being the Manchester United fan here, how do you feel that your city rivals have now equaled your club's greatest record? It was inevitable, to be honest. It was going to happen eventually. But I think... I actually don't I think it would have hurt more If United had a bad season But at the end of the day I think it's just a situation Where we're Hopefully on the up They're just up So we just have to Wait until We get to that stage That's the That's the politically correct answer (laughs) God will punish the Glazers With everything in my heart I No let out about the Glazers I hear it Let out like, God will punish the Glazers. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's it's like they've won the trouble, and it coincides with the Glazers playing higgy Haga with the team. Like, why hasn't nobody stepped in to say Glazers go away, bro? Like, it's not making sense. And the problem is that why did Inter Milan get so far in the Champions League if they want to play like the way they played in the final? To be fair, the way Inter played in the final, I thought they set up quite well, like, the... We know that Inter are quite a defensive team and they know the limitation. They just sat back, just let City pass that around for a bit and they struggled in the first half, to be fair. Ro- Roman Maka- Lukaku, yeah, is a bag of cement. Okay, him, yeah. He is. I, like, I don't even care what Clear Lake and is planning to do with him and Pochettino, yeah. As soon as that guy comes back in England, just terminate his contract. Pay the 50 million euros <laughs> and just send him on his way. I don't want to see him in a top next season, bro. bro like he's honestly meaty. Like, he's generally meaty. Like, the way he played was was awful, right? And then the thing is that City winning the trouble, like, like, you man, be honest, it don't, it don't feel right. Like, you man don't, you can say, yeah, well done to them, but it don't feel right. You don't feel like, I don't feel upset about it. I don't feel happy about it. Obviously, why would I be happy? But I don't feel, it doesn't feel influential at all. Like, the United trouble made sense. The Man City trouble don't make sense to me. It doesn't, it doesn't feel with any type of, I think the reason why it feels so hollow to neutral fans and rival fans is because it's kind of like something we've expected them to do a while ago. Because they've won the Premier League so many times already, you know, they literally just three-peated the league and then on top of it, won the treble. Like, their dominance has been... a treble ain't easy, though, I can't even lie. No, it's not easy. As as much as they're corrupt, the treble's not easy. Yeah, facts. Like, that's there's only two clubs that have done it in the Premier League's history for a good reason. So the fact that they've done it now... I think the only reason why for a lot of people it feels hollow is because it's tainted in a way. It's kind of like how with Liverpool, when they won the Premier League for the first time in 30 years, everyone's like, oh, but COVID to like kind of rub them out. But the context was before COVID was like happening and before like they had to like close down the stadiums, Liverpool were well and clear, like ahead of the league already. Whereas in this case, the thing has come up with City having 115 charges of corruption since what, 2009? Like, that is a mad thing to sweep under the carpet. Like, when that is looming over your club, you can't just ignore it and be like, yeah, but we still won the treble. It's like, yeah, you won the treble, but there's 115 incidents of you basically falsifying your advertising and how you've made money to buy certain players. Like, that is the difference between them winning a couple leagues. If we're being real, like, that money that they added to the club, allegedly, could have been the difference between them signing a lot of superstars that essentially helped them win the league. That's why a lot of fans are like, it's a dirty treble. You know, speaking of how hollow this Manchester City project has been. Um, a fun fact I saw on Twitter the other day, you know how Sheikh Mansour and his guys own Man City? Yeah. This yeah. The Champions League final was the first time he's attended a City game in 13 years. Because he knew he was going to win, bro. He had to come and witness history for himself. I'm telling you, they're, they're doing judgment. I'm, t- I'm sorry, but I believe the Illuminati work in football somehow. <laughs> I, <had this> feeling <laughs> at home. I hear that still. I hear that still because like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, even like, the way the game was going, right? I was watching the game and then some of, some of the tackles are soft, but obviously uh, the United fan in me may, may be the one talking and nitpicking, yeah? Oh, okay, let's just say this, right? Man City's treble is impressive and they are the kings of Manchester right now, yeah? But the United treble will forever be more loved, even by neutrals, than the City one. Okay, maybe not for love, respected, do you know what it is? Like, we'll get on to how corrupt United are later because I have things to say. Oh, oh but, I'll leave it. No, 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 we will. I'm not leaving it. No, nah, your, your travel's not that clean either. let's be real. No, We're but at least the thing gone. with United, at least, is that they brought up academy graduates, even if it's these dead players like Gary Neville. But okay, but that's less... They, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had academy graduates, but you also started an expensive team. I'm not going to... I think one of, like you had, like, a record signing defender in that team. Now, look, United, so, United spent peas as well back in the day. Well, like, five million? Yeah, but five million back in the day was, the was equivalent mad. to like today's 200 million what you spent back then, bro. Okay, yeah, still, yeah, but we still had like life to our team. <laughs> like, what's <laughs> life? <laughs> Only 20 man are bopping to that, to that treble parade, bro. Nah, I can't lie. Do you know what's mad? If you go to like if you've got like young cousins or something, ask them and like their siblings, like, friends at like, what team they sport. A lot of these young kids are now Man City fans, bro. I lie. These a lot, lot don't people. know about Steven Island, Alana, Craig, Benjamin, <laughs> all these ballers, Ask them, they won't know. <laughs> they just about they just about know about Adebayor, Just about. But or Gareth to- Barry. On the like, topic of this. Who grew city- up oh. wanting to be Gareth Barry? They all wanted to be Paul skulls Patrick Vieira, Gareth hey, Barry. Hey, Steven Island was cold though. Don't rub him out. He was cold. He was actually cold. That wasn't, on, on the topic of the city trouble, I want to ask you guys. Do you think a season like this, Haaland has a shot for Ballon d'Or? Because in my opinion, the way I see it is, his first ever time in the Premier League, he's shattered every single goal-scoring record. He's won the Premier League. He's won the FA Cup. He's won the Champions League. Fair enough, he didn't score in the final, but he definitely contributed. There was a game where he scored like five goals by himself. So do you think he's got a shot or do you still think Ballon d'Or is going to, um, FIFA's going to do what they do and they're going to just lick Messi's ass? And I'm happy you added like Messi bit. (laughs) (laughs) No, you might know how much I like Messi, but if FIFA are fair, they'll give Haaland the ballon d'or, I think. Fair. You know they're not though. Like the World Cup thing is gonna shadow everything. Because he hasn't really compared to Haaland. It's just not like I'm sorry, you can't tell me that the him just winning the world cup alone and nothing else trumps what Harlan's done. Like, the crazy. thing is, I, I've rubbed out League One uh, ever since Lacazette scored like 26 goals there. Our facts, <laughs> <laughs> like I'll never take it seriously again. The nigga didn't even end the season in Europe, fam, bro. He finished the gold, I swear he won golden boot this season. No, I think Mbappe just won it, like just. <laughs> That stinks. Going head so to Arsenal the problem oh, stinks. No, no, no. Don't even try it. We're not the problem. Arsenal's the problem. No, 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 no. Find pictures of Lacazette at Arsenal compared to at Leon. This guy went on a cart. I'm not even joking. Oh, Arsenal's not the problem then. No, no, no. We're not the problem. He went on a cart. He stopped eating these pastries he was eating in England and started eating salads with Hollandaise sauce. Don't get twisted though. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just, just to go at to the topic. Don't get it twisted though. Gunduan did more for Man City in the last couple of games than Holland did though. Haaland disappeared. No, I'd mean, no, no. say Gundogan done more for Man City in the last couple of days than KDB did. Not Haaland. <laughs> Harland was quiet. Even if they got final. Yeah. No, done but do you more, know what it is? It's hard, it's hard to say. Who would you guys say is City's best player then? Because there's a couple. There's at least three that you can say that are up there. Best player or most important player? KDB. They're most important because of... I can name a few. There's it? John Stones. There's important. De Bruyne. There's Gundogan. There's Harland. There's Rodri. Who do you think is the most important player? So, Arsenal game was the most important game of the season. And the most important player in that game was KDB. So, it's KDB. KDB won City of the league. Yeah, but his hamstring snapped in the final. Word. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. But that Premier League, but then... It's Inter Milan, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. Inter Milan well, I wish Ramadri was in the final. Because at least that fight would have been better. That final was so dead. Do you know what it is? Like, I don't know how Lukaku with Meg the Stallion doesn't have plus five attributes. I don't think he's with Meg Thee Stallion. You know they're in front of each other <laughs> I think their most important player if I was being completely completely like objective De Bruyne yeah it's De Bruyne because he single-handedly <laughs> changes games by himself like whether it's you know his trademark long shot outside the box or just playing an incredible pass that nobody else could see like he always has those game-changing moments and I'd say right after him I would probably pick Gundogan. I'm going to say mm-hmm. something unpopular John Stearns I think John Stones has been probably one, one not, of their most important players this season. Not, like, overall the last few seasons, but this season, yeah. Yeah. I because think- John is, like, he's been playing, like, out of possession. He plays, like, a right-back almost. And then when City have the ball, let's say, for example, um, in the Premier League games, he'd been playing almost like a DM next to Rodri. And then in the Champions League final, was playing, like, a number eight. Like, what defenders do you know? Bro, like my man was player? on the edge of the opponent's box doing a half-space movement. You know, like, come on, so- a centre back. I was thinking about exactly what you just said before this pod. Yeah, there was one scene where he passed the ball to um Diaz. He w- he ran into the pocket, received it, passed it to the midfielder. We yeah. like, passed it to the wing. Then I ran to the opposing box. I almost started crying, bro. That's oh, he cool. was, was centre back. Like, how can we compete? That's it's mad. Full heritage, bro. That's <laughs> mad. My man is the in the final fan, yeah. but he's a centre back. What's going on? Bro, when I saw that, yeah, I really said that. He, here I am, say Manchester is football. And Master is here, say football. Who are we talking? <laughs> <laughs> Who is <football>
1: that
0: The mad thing is that the dribbles he completed, which, which was six dribbles, it's the most completed since Messi in some other final. Yeah. like but, six, for, six John, for John Stones? Yeah, yeah from, for John Stones in that final. Oh, my God. there's no way. A centre-back completing six dribbles. What am I hearing, bro? What's the game becoming? Bro. No, nah, that is mad. But on the topic of this little review, I want to now move on to Arsenal, obviously. Mm. You guys finished second. Your season was essentially just as good as Chelsea's. We both got no trophies. I relax, relax, relax. relax. <laughs> you might not have relegation spots, but anyway. Uh, um, I want to ask you, how do you honestly feel as an Arsenal fan? Do you feel like, are you a little bit disappointed? Or are you coming more from, like, a retrospective angle where, you know, you finished fifth last season and then to go head-to-head, essentially the best team in the world right now and narrowly miss out on the end? Is that something you can be proud about? Or is there a part of you that's like, no, we should have won it? It's hard for me. Um, Like, I feel like you said loads of emotions that I'm feeling right now. So as much as I can take the banter, because, yes, we did bottle it. However like retrospectively compared to where we were last season we were like fifth or whatever you know losing to Tottenham and Newcastle people are like okay this team is not finishing top 4 next season and we finished second which is what i don't think many people predicted us to be there mm. so we made progress but for a team like arsenal i still want more of course and every fan should be wanting more regardless so of course we did bottle it but in a way i'm very optimistic for next season and i think we're going to we're going to do good things Yeah. Kevin, what do you think of Arsenal season? I think it's an impressive season for what they expected, but for them to bottle the league like the way they did, it's like, it's not like even like they left it to the diameter to bottle it. They had numerous chances to revive the season. And I think they were even, they were even quite lucky to get a game against City, which really could have buried it for them. And they lacked killer instinct. Unfortunately, in professional football, certain things cannot be allowed to be said, like oh, it's a young team. They're old enough to get to that situation, so they should be old enough to handle that like, moment of time. And I feel like no one should get fired. Uh, I'll be very disappointed if I hate any Arsenal fan. I've seen some Arsenal fans say, oh, That's ridiculous. But it's a disappointing season. I would rather have a shit season completely than even let my feelings get that high. Uh, that's just me personally. Yeah, it's the hope that kills Arsenal all the time. That's always there, story. <laughs> No, do you know what it is? I wouldn't say it's a disappointing season, but I would say that of course with the fact that as you said, Kevin, that you know, we're old enough to get there, we should have been like old enough in mentality to get over the line. And I feel like it's a young team, and I know everybody says that, but what I will add to that is that they're young in mentality rather than young in quality. Like they right. had the quality to win the league. Just mentally, the City players, like, you know, De Bruyne, seven, like, 27, 28, you know, your guys like Gundogan, who's, like, 31, they've all been there, done that, they know how to handle setbacks and stuff, like, Gundogan's had setbacks at Dortmund, De Bruyne's had many setbacks and stuff, oh, and, you know, look where Eddie, these players like. Eddie, an old man, you know, he's 31, bro. Sorry? he' <laughs> <laughs> 31, you know, man, so 27, 28. Oh, fairs, no, because the way he plays, is he's, like, he's like an athletic freak, isn't it, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I no, you well, know, I think I agree to an extent, but I think my thing is the reason why Arsenal crumble definitely comes down to mentality because when you compare that team to City, some of those guys have won the league like three times already in that team. Like they know how it feels to be there already. They're not even worried. Like they know we've just got to go out there and play our game and do what we've done every other week, but like nothing's changed. Whereas for the Arsenal players, you've got guys like Saka who that's his first time ever being in title contention. You know, mm. you've got other players like, Odegaard um, Just a lot of that team Have never been In that position before Obviously you brought in Jorginho Who is an experienced winner And you've got Zinchenko from the City team Who also Knows that feeling Knows how what it's like To be a title chase But Two out of eleven It's, like, it's not enough To cajole mm-hmm. the whole team Into being like Yeah let's do this So then I'll ask Where do you think We'll obviously get onto the other teams Because so we won't Spend too long Where do you think Arsenal needs to improve Next season I personally think you. Let's talk players. Okay, I think you need a proper number nine. I think what Gabriel Jesus does for your team is sick. But having said that, you need a striker that you know that his main thing is scoring first. I feel like with a player like Gabriel Jesus, you know, he offers things off the ball and like his link up play and all of that, but he's not clinical you know, he misses a lot of big chances. And I thought like if you're trying to go after the title against a team like City, you can't do that. And if you do want to stick with someone like Gabriel Jesus, who missed a lot of chances, then you're going to need to get in players that up a creative output. Because if you look at, um, I think, Salah had 30 big chances missed this season. So I've got to check that somewhere. I could be wrong. But teams like Liverpool and City, as much as obviously their difference in position is one thing, but teams at Liverpool and City, they create a lot of chances. Per game, like a lot. So they can afford to have their striker miss a couple here and there. Because if you're creating, like say that in City's team with Haaland, they're giving him at least five good chances per game. He might miss three, but he's putting away two at least guaranteed. Whereas when you compare him to Gabriel Jesus, you give him five chances, he might put away one. Yeah, Kevin, what do you think about all of this? Like, where do we need to... Improve. I, and I think um, to build on Denzel's point, like the thing about Guardiola, Guardiola not stupid. To, if the fact I, I, I always say that when like Guardiola lets players go, especially to a rival, not to say that like Gabriel's dead yet, it's just that he knew that he won't be enough to win the league for you. You know what I'm saying? It was a really strong start, but like one thing that Denzel says is true that like, it's not killing instinct in that team. Mm-hmm. Like Saka played supernaturally this season, and the problem being a super a supernatural season is that until that supernatural performance becomes his base, Saka has to play out with his skin every single season. Yeah. Whereas you kind of need a team where even at their worst, you're 2-0 no up, which is what City is. A bad day for City is 1-0. Whereas United, you get 1-0 and that's a good day. To get yeah. So Arsenal need like a really killer number nine. I think also, what you also need is that you kind of need a midfielder that's kind of like a utility man, that can do everything. Like, you kind of have everything in patches. And to be fair, Tomás Partey on his day can do that for you. But you're a player that can kind of do everything. A you know, it's bit funny different. that you say that because of um, news. As we're recording right now, news is coming out recently from someone who's very reliable in the Times. They're saying that we're very close to paying 90 million plus add-ons for Declan Rice. And I think that's the midfielder we need because if he can play deep and he can also play as number eight, you know, he can carry the ball. Yeah. Defensively, I don't think he's matched by anyone bar Rodri in the league, like defensively. So I and no, joke. For us. And no joke, if you man, do, if you man do that and then pair that up with like a good number nine, then you man are definitely on the right track. Like if you keep on progressing in that regard, maybe get a couple filler pieces here and there which become better than what that what we expect them to be, then yeah, Arsenal very much be on the right track. But what really killed you this season was that you had no killing stick Like you have Haaland where you give him a sniff at goal, like even at the Champions League final, despite how bad he played, everyone knows if you give that guy a chance, he's going to score. Whereas with Arsenal, right, you can't guarantee that anyone's really going to score. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you remember, uh, Martinelli was was running with the ball and Saka was on the right wing. And all he had to do was pass a through ball in. And although you're allowed to make mistakes, Mm. I think that's the mentality thing again. But you're not allowed. You're not allowed to have that... that, that, um, insurance policy because that's a simple through ball and that's in on goal do you know I agree with you I feel like if anything what both you and Denzel are saying is that we're talking more about fine margins and if anything the signings and people you're talking about are those that improve those fine margins and the issues for all of us to catch Manchester City is that you know City are literally like well oiled to a T in every position so do you know what it is when you look at our stats and how we've been I think I don't know how many people actually know this but in terms of goals scored, we've actually scored more goals this um, passing season than the Invincibles did, which was like 90 goals, I think we scored, or something like that, which is a crazy amount. Yeah. So, if anything, I wouldn't actually say that as much as Gabriel Jesus has annoyed me a bit this season, I don't think it's the attack that is our biggest issue because Martinelli's getting 15 goals and had the injury as well. Saka's gotten like double figures for goals and double figures for assists. I think it's actually defensively, like the defensive mentality, like I think the players have got quality, but just the mentality, like, you know, when it gets to that crunch time in the season, we've got to hold our own. I just can't wait to Rob to has gone. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that hurt you a lot. I think your reliance on Saliba, like, as soon as he got injured, I remember on Twitter at the time, every Arsenal fan was saying, if Saliba gets injured, we are fucked. And it happened. You got injured, blind Rob, Holbin, Rob Holding, Rob And then, something snapped in Arteta's head three games later and he suddenly decided to start playing Jacob Kivio again, which he should have done in the first place, knowing mm-hmm. that last season Rob Holden was crap. He should have just gambled on Kivio anyway because that's why you signed him. Mm-hmm. But another thing as well is I think um, centre-backs, I think you're fine in that department. Just get rid of Holden. I don't think you even need to replace Holden if you get rid of him. We will do. That's the funny yeah. part. The rumours are saying that we want someone that can play both centre-back and right-back. We're linked to someone called Simakan. Like Zig, I never watched him because I don't have time to. I've, I've had doing it. But, <laughs> but um, <laughs> well, yeah. I think as well, you need. I think it's tough because. So, Tommy Yasu is not fit enough, but he's still a good right back. And obviously, Ben White played well at right back, but he is primarily a centre back. So, I think what you guys probably should focus on as well is getting an out and out right back so that Ben White can play in his primary position and also get a backup. Left back for Zinchenko Who can actually push him And is just as good Because Tierney Is probably going to be sold In my opinion I think you guys Are probably going to sell him Can I add something as well though I feel like Arteta still sees Ben White as a right back Right now And it's good to have him Because it's like He's our primary right back Right now But if things do go haywire again Unless Saliba gets injured You can move him centrally And have a better option Than Rob Holding It's our fault for keeping him For so long anyway But True yeah. yeah, I think I think we should move on to Man United and what they should do. So, Kevin, you lead this one. Yeah, how do you think your season went? Would you finish fourth? Third? Yeah third, uh, third? yeah, third. Yeah, third and Carabao Cup. Decent. It's a weird season. And the reason I say it's a weird season is because you know when you've exercised all your resources. Like, I think he got best of what he was given. So on that metric, it was a very, very good season. But as United, the problem is United as a whole, the problems aren't just on the pitch. you know what I'm saying. On the pitch, i our rating. I'll give the season out of 10. um I'll give an eight. On the pitch, I'll give United season eight.5 I agree. You know what I'm saying. But in terms of United as a whole, the running of the club and things of that nature, I would give it like a six. I'd give yeah. it like a four, maybe. I, I think the reason why I give it the reason I still give it a six is because like for what a football club is like the the finances and all that stuff, and obviously hiring Ten Hag is a glazer decision on the technicality, is a six on the, on that technicality. Yeah. But going forward, yeah, we are reliant on Rashford is impossible because Rashford disappeared at the end of the season because of injury, and, uh, Lissandra Martinez went and our season went with him. Yeah. Yes. Varane is getting exposed. Varane is getting exposed out here. I'm not going to hold you. Like, How on earth can you let a guy... Did did you guys watch the FA Cup final? Yeah, I watched some of it, yeah. The disrespect to concede within a minute is crazy. You hear the kickoff glitch on feet on pro (laughs) clubs. They did that. The thing is that if you concede the kickoff glitch, I have more respect for it because it's like a fast player running in behind. These these men have not watched Lampard highlights. Late runs into the box. Goodno just at <laughs> the edge of the box, just chilling. And the the second goal sort of killed me. That one, that one just finished me. How can Gunnar be at the edge of the box yet unmarked? And the ball bounces like three times. <laughs> yeah, <For> the- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Have you so, found any time on them by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. For the listeners, yeah. David de Gea has to go. David de Gea has to go. See what I'm saying? He's finally seen the light, guys. Finally. Bro, it wasn't name. So I think my first, my first hit, you do you remember Nudson's two-hit hypothesis? <laughs> 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 the, the first hit, yeah, was the West Ham game. That goal, procedure it was on, um, yes. <laughs> then the second hit was the, was the, was the, the FA Cup final because the first one, cool, like, he just banged it, went in. But, I understand, like, maybe he, will, he can't see it yet. But my thing is that when you got a hand to it, just slap that ball out, bro. You know what I'm saying? But people, are, we, we, people we, are upset that he didn't even try to attempt to move for um, the first goal. No, one would I say that first goal? No cap, though. No, one would I say that first goal? First goal was crazy. It was perfectly hit. But we need a new keeper, we need more centre backs. And we need a striker, like we are cold-blooded striker, bro. I said more centre-backs. You just spent how much on Varane, who's supposed to be a World Cup winner and five-time Champions League winner? No, we do though, because like Maguire's a non-factor. You saw Maguire. We're out of the Europa League because of Maguire. Lindelof, I would keep him. I would keep Lindelof. I would sell Maguire. Varane is getting old and he's getting exposed, and Alessandro. So we need a pair for Lindelof for the B teams, if you will. I mean, I hear that, but then that that in my head sounds like bad squad planning from United because you essentially spent a lot of money on a centre back that you know has probably got max three years left in him at this level, if that. So now you're going to get rid of Maguire on a cheap after spending 80 million on him. The Tottenham, apparently, he's going to get rid of. You're going to have to sell Varane at a loss or just keep him until his contract runs out, which is probably on dumb wages. So that's two centre backs. So you've got to now replace and then you've essentially only got one quality starting first team center back in the Sandra Martinez. So now you've got to buy two centre backs. Then on the left hand side, I guess you're pretty all right there. You've got Luke Shaw, who was actually great this season, and Melassiar, who's a good replacement. And then your right back is oh Wan Bisaka was actually he had a transformative season. I can't even cap. He was actually good under 10 halves this season. But again, yeah. you will probably want to upgrade on him or keep him as a backup option. Yeah. It's all a bit, it's a bit all over the place. And then the whole like Weghorst being like a stopgap option, like there's a lot going on there. I think like you definitely have more to fix than, like, say, like a team like Arsenal, for example. There's a lot more buying. You've got a lot more selling to do. and You've got a lot more buying to do. Even your midfield situations, that like, you've got Ericsson, Casemiro, and what Bruno Fernandes, I think. Yeah. Your midfield profile is a bit where the age doesn't really it doesn't really make sense to me. It's not, it seems like you guys are trying like, you were buying players to try and win the league, the season now, essentially. They're fobs. They're fobs. But the thing is that the hardest pill to swallow in the entire season is that Jaden Sancho is not as good as we thought. That's the hardest pill to swallow. Sancho's an interesting one. I just feel like he's not. I think, I don't know if it's coaching or the league because I feel like if he wasn't if he was under Pep Guardiola, I think it would be a different story. Is because he's not hungry. He's, no, not hungry. Mean, he's not hungry. Why would, why would I be hungry? you pay me 300k a week to do, fuck all, bro. Yeah, you know I'm saying it's, like, it's a lack of hunger, bro. In In the Bundesliga, yeah, my man had to live within his means, even though that's not <laughs> the footballers. But hypothetically, he had to more live within his means. He was hungry to make a name for himself. Now, yeah, Sancho, you know, Sancho, the only footballer I can say that he's in good shape, but he plays like he's heavy. Like he, he plays like he's. Yeah, really I don't good. know. What- I don't know what's gone wrong. You just have to wait yeah. next season when he turns off. That's the only thing. I think it's a combination of like off the pitch issues and just United's whole setup has been so disjointed. From you know before Ten Hag came in, you guys just like your managerial situation was a mess. You know that like the formation and tactics wasn't consistent. Just so much of like the whole thing that like, oh, is the club going to be sold or not? All that nonsense going around, and then that Ten Hag's come in now. has try to use him, and it's just. I feel like the game that he plays is not what United plays. I think United wants to be a possession-based team, but that's not Sancho's game. Sancho is not a winger that plays in a possession-based team. He's a winger that's meant to play in teams that hit you on the counter really quickly, where he can run in behind the spaces. Whereas Ten Hag wants him to be a ball-to-feet winger, and I think that's just not his thing. Maybe someone like Guardiola could turn him into that, because Guardiola can transform basically anybody, but Trying to mold him into that player in United system, I just don't think it works for him. I think it's a similar situation with Anthony. He's not great with the ball at his feet in terms of like beating his man, that kind of thing. Anthony's better um, like build like building up the play, not like a final. Yeah. Play. I think there's a bit of misprofiling going on there from United. I feel like they saw what Sancho done at Dortmund, and it was a thing that was like, oh, buy him before like some other competition gets him, whether that be like one of the other top six rivals and you guys have rushed in and bought them. him. I feel like that's kind of what happened. There. Can I say a few things about United season about how I'm seeing it? Um, so, I agree with Kevin in terms of like, if we're just disregarding Manchester City as a whole and what they've done, um, you'll say that for your expectation it was an like eight on the field, but in terms of off the field, the reason why I've given a four is that Denzel said the way that you guys have just planned for a while has been really poor and is even showing just at this moment in time, obviously things can change later in the transfer window. But for example, you're gonna extend the hair by like two years if I'm not incorrect. Um, right back wise, Dalo and Wan Bissaka, they've both had their moments and had their good moments, but I almost can't tell who's like properly like superior out of both of them. Like for me is Dalo just about, but even then yeah. wan besaka better defensively. So it's like you don't really know. And then, because, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, bro, because one is a non-factor going forward and the low is shaky backwards. So it's like, if you're going against a team that, you, that you're that you going to be attacking non-stop the low, you're going against a team that you're going to be attacking non-stop wan That's not helpful at all. And then the issue as well is that you've got Varan and Casemiro, who, while I rate both players, I don't really think for where Ten Hag wants to go, you should have bought players of that age profile and at that point of their careers. Especially, Mm -hmm. I don't think Casemiro is as good on the ball as some United fans like to say. And even defensively, he's actually quite good, to be fair. But Mm -hmm. he does concede the odd City foul here and there that he doesn't need to do. And then another reason why I say, and I agree with Denzel about giving a four for United off the pitch, is that, let's take, for example, your transfer target, Mason Mount. Like, I don't really see why you're going for someone like Mason Mount and you're letting Alexis McAllister go to Liverpool unchallenged for £35 million. Considering that you can offer Champions League football and Liverpool can't, why are you not go for somebody like McAllister who can play deep and, like, you know, build up play better than Ericsson can? Like, come on, Ericsson suffered cardiac arrest and you're now signing him to play for your team. <laughs> it's like, it's like but, but the thing with United is that, you know, United has notoriously always been, you'd never get your first option. Because our first option would have been Frankie De Jong, even though Frank, I don't, even though Frankie De Jong wouldn't have been as defensively solid as Casemiro was. Frankie De Jong, a real serious team would get Frankie De Jong and a Casemiro type of player, a real serious team. Because United have the money to do that. Let let put Glazers or Qatar or whatever aside here. United have the revenue to do this signing. Like, that you can do that, yeah. And as can what I was going to say is that I saw a rumor saying that if you don't get Mason Mount, because I think Chelsea went close to. Seventy slash eighty million. Your plan. Your plan B. (laughs) Your plan B is Moises Caicedo. But I'm thinking a plan that has good planning makes Caicedo your plan A. Like it makes no sense. I'll take Caicedo over Mason Mount any day because if you really want to call a spade a spade, even if we're really pressed for money, right? Um, I think all everyone in this podcast will agree that Bruno Fernandez is more of an Iron Man than any other player on the pitch. This guy plays every minute of every single game in the season. He's crazy. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, That's you know what a for us. So, if I'm really stressed for money, I would buy Casado first because, for one, my future is handled. For two, he's a solid player. For three, Casemiro's a lot older and Casemiro is, has got a red card in him. So, it makes sense to get more just But these men, they don't, they don't, they honestly just generally don't think, you know what I'm saying? And one thing I don't get is that what scares me is that, and the truth may actually be in our face, but we're not willing to accept it. A, uh, ownership that is, that they're saying they're going to leave. Why are you invested in the Mason Mount deal if you're on your way out? If anything, you hand over the keys and they decide where you want to take up the club. Mace, I'm gonna, I'm saying this first on pod. So if anybody says that they said they had it anywhere else, it was here. May, our link to Mason Mount tells me that Sir Jim Ratcliffe has won the race. <laughs> 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 He's won the race. No, no cap, no cap. He's won the race, bro. You don't get more British than fucking Mason Mount for seven, 17 million pounds. Respect the Champions League winner, Mason Mount, bro. God will punish Ineos. I pay there. I pr- you know I, I will even pray that prayer on Pod, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just We just wait. We just wait. <laughs> the thing is, I, it's funny because I think later in the not later, sorry, early in the week, um, Denzel must have plugged some fake Romano tweet into our WhatsApp chat. Oh, and Kevin cooled <laughs> the whole chat. Kevin <laughs> Denzel. <laughs> Yo, Kevin, Kevin was about to go mosque for the first time This guy ain't even Muslim, bro I almost, I almost crushed the whip, bro I was freaking oil me up, cuz where, where were you? Nah, I was, driving, I was driving back to my accommodation, innit? And then I saw the thing and then Denzel all caps, say, oh Katashi bought United. You know, I was thinking, stuff blah <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, yo. Now, now I can chat you back. back. Like I was thinking, even if City won the trouble, man's chilling, bakey, take your trouble. We're about to win two troubles back to back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <laughs> you know, still but, but, but what I don't get is that what I don't get is is no one like any person who's got any power of football, like, I'm going to say Pele, but he died, didn't it? Okay. I will just say, anybody who's got power of football, yeah? One owner, yeah? One owner is saying, I'll clear the debt. And I'm hearing names like, Mbappe, Neymar, serious gunmen, this thing, yeah? And then the other one is saying, I'll finance the thing, you can still stay, and miss amounts. Are, are, we, are we, are we, are we hearing the same thing? Like, how the is, is that? You, do you know what it is? Football has desensitised you to the value of money. That's the thing. And Man. we'll get onto that later with the Saudis. You, you don't care talk. about money, bro. They might have big B's. We're not talking about M's. Big B's. <laughs> buy, me Mbappe, <laughs> buy me Mbappe. Buy me Neymar. I don't care if you're feeding your children afterwards. Do you know Mbappe. it's funny that, that you talk Mbappe about Mbappe? People. Because I saw some rumor as well. I just see that's what I do on my Twitter. Um, Apparently, Mbappe doesn't want to extend that PSG, and there's a chance that he might be sold this summer. There's a chance. Because Mbappe is disrespectful. What well, say? Mbappe or Neymar doesn't want to. stay. Mbappe. Mbappe. <laughs> hey! He's going, if, to, he's going to Real Madrid, bro. He apologized to Florentino Perez personally for the whole fuck up. If I were the PSG owner and Mbappe, and I'm hearing these rumors, here, Mbappe would just go missing overnight somehow. <laughs> I gave you, I, sold the, I, I sold the, the soul of the club to you, and you still want to leave me? Hey, it's not possible. <laughs> so all that was left for a PSG to do was to change the team to Mbappe FC. That was the only thing that was left, <laughs> and he still wants to leave. Nah, uh let, let's go to Chelsea, man It's about time We'll keep it short Because your team's dead <laughs> Lol No, we're not going to keep it short I think there's a lot to go into still I think I think it's one of the funniest seasons ever The Chelsea past <laughs> my <life. laughs> The thing is If No, Denzo, I'm going to say this now If we had the season you had The way I would be corned. I would never appear on social media again <laughs> This is how you know that Your, tea, your team's not big like that because if it was Arsenal having that are, season, long because, day. I can't lie. if United had that season, longest of days, like Kevin no. will never appear again on this pod. Hundred percent. No, we got corner. Cool I can't lie. There was a period of time. Not like, enough. No, it was. It was. I can't lie. It was basically there was a period of that. Like, there was a stretch of three months where all Chelsea discourse was just about us being in the relegation battle, Lampard coming back, spending six hundred m's, all that like was non stop. Even when Liverpool was there doing higgy haggard, there was no one was saying nothing about them. Like all the smoke was directed to us by them, like. But um, I think it's been an interesting season. It's been it's been funny. Like this is, <laughs> <it's> been funny. <laughs> it has been funny because this is the first time as a Chelsea fan where I've been like, we'll have a game, and I'm like, Do you know, I actually genuinely don't care about the result. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll be doing something else. I'll be playing my PS5. I'll be coding like. You were at recess land instead of watching Chelsea. Yeah, bro. I was, re- I was outside. I didn't even care, bro. I was like, that man can get relegated. I actually will not flinch. I'm not losing any sleep. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's above me now. It's in God's hands, bro. Like, that's how desensitised I was to this season because I just don't understand where this Texas cowboy Ute thinks he's coming in to be throwing this, money around Yeah, You are loving him as well. When I he got Enzo. You know, the way you were chatting, the London Blues, the Cowboys, <laughs> all this crap, yeah, just throwing bread around, anyhow. And then, do you know, really, really, when I was starting to look at him, that like, I will go with this guy if I ever saw him in central <laughs> the Real Madrid thing. When we were playing Real Madrid and they asked him <laughs> what the result is going to be, he's this guy opened his triple pin neck to say 3 0 to Chelsea. Are yeah. you smoking? Butch? What do you mean 3 nil to Chelsea? You can see the state of the club, but you opened up mouth to say 3-0 to... lot you heard that and you played it in the locker room and said, are you, man? Just listen to this, <laughs> speak to the team. There was no, no team, no team talk. talk. No team talk. He just said that fat yank thinks he's going to win 3-0 tonight. Go and show him out there what 14 times winning looks. Like. That's what they have to do, bro. A bro. Do bro. You know what he's like, boys, is Frank Lampard. Bro. On a G-team, though, I wanted to ask you one question. Please, please, please let's make this pod legendary. I want you to rate every Chelsea transfer this season. All right, let's let's do it then. No, 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 not transfer rate the whole team, like every team member. All right, say less, say less, say less, say less. Right, cool. let me find Chelsea's lineup. Right, you find we get started because the girls are rated, or the only people rating that. Um, what's that guy all the girls are going crazy for in Chelsea? No, they don't even off the cheek anymore. The guy with the dreads, whatever his name is. Oh, noni madweke, yeah, Madueke. Okay. is he even a baller? He's decent. He's got. He's more of a signing that you have like for the future isn't it. Like, he's decent, but his dribbling kills me, man. his jokes. <laughs> that's, that's one. Like, he dribbles like he's from Congo. <laughs> he dribbles like from Congo. Congo don't have borders, man. Don't say Congo. I can't lie. Balassi a legend, bro. But that's a legend. Word. Respect your country's legend, bro. Yeah, exactly. Don't even, man. That guy. I, I don't want to talk. But nah, let me okay. Let me get up our first team. Let me, I know it off my head. Do you know we don't even have a first team? That's what's Pete. That's okay. Dead. Let me read out some players. Kepper. Um, do you know? Okay. Let me, let me. I'll give you two ratings here yeah. for this season alone. This season alone. If I'm being completely objective, I'll give him a six point five. This mm-hmm. is the best season he's had under us. That's my Kepa's career, at Chelsea as a whole, him as a player, minus ten out of ten. <coughs> get him gone. Even if we're Sell him for £200 and just get him gone, man. He's such a bitch when it comes to long shots. Like he just He's so hopeless. <laughs> bro, how can he concede? I think it was what? He conceded 28% of long shots. Like he 28% of the goals he conceded this season were all long shots. That's mad. That's crazy. It's almost one third, bro. Niggas are seeing him. They're getting past the halfway and they're licking their lips. They say, right, "Let me, a- me have a-, a crack." Yeah, everyone's uh, like, uh, calm down, calm down. You're gonna get some. You're gonna get some." That's what they're doing. <laughs> for the team. That's mad. They don't even rate the goalkeeper. They're seeing in the uh, eye. They just blast it. <laughs> so that's my rating for him. think left back now. Kukurea. Oh, I don't even want to get cancelled, bro. So let me just hold my tongue. Thiago gonna- Silva. Cool. Thiago Silva at cool. Thiago Silva. Like he's a, he, at this point, he's a Chelsea legend. It wasn't even his best season. Like. <laughs> Chelsea legend. That's, he, basically he, is, you know, man, like, he basically is at this point. Like, he's so, my man's pushing 50 and he's still putting in the shift. Poor guy just wants to retire at Rio de Janeiro and we're here dragging him out. <laughs> <laughs> he was going go to go on Copacabana Beach. Word, bro? <laughs> I'd, give him, uh, I'd give him a 6.5 as well. Like. He, was, he was all right. I had no problem with it. And you can't even have any complaints against him. Like. He's actually 40. Um... Who else is there? Give me another player. Uh, Let's say Sterling. Sterling, brother. (laughs) 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 You have have things to say. Be careful. All I'm saying is, I think we're paying him 300k a week, you know. Really? Yeah. Maybe. That's the opening statement. We're paying that man 300k a week. He got six goals this season. Yeah, but he was... Be- Do you know what is mad? When Tuchel was still there before the mad thing happened to him, yeah, he was actually decent. He was actually starting to fire a little bit. Then mm-hmm. Tuchel got beheaded like sent him into the gulag and then Sterling just fell off a cliff. I bet Guardiola was watching him play laughing, saying this is why he hates black people, that he was right all along. <laughs> he must have been laughing, bro. Because that was not the Sterling that won the Prem four times. All I don't right. know who that guy was. I don't know who that... That was not... <laughs> Sterling, bro. But, you know, I'm willing to give him another chance because I know beneath the mess that's happening at Chelsea, that Sterling's a baller. Like all, let's, objectively speaking, he is one of the greatest wingers the Premier League has ever had. Yeah. You just have to keep it real for a second. Yes. So that's why I'm not going to be like too mad at him. I still think under Pochettino, he's going to do something for us. So I'm like, cool, let me hold that for him. Okay, I want to ask you two about two Chelsea players before we move on. So Kevin, I want to ask you about Mudrik. What are you saying? He shit. Like I won't even hold you. I don't know those players. Where I did, I don't know those guys. I didn't even know about him too much to be honest. Uh, I just knew that he was fast. Like he had a lot of pace on it, and he played a shot that he played in like in Ukraine. But when he came here, yeah, his dribbling is really nice yeah. But I'm telling you, he's a glorified Theo Walcott, bro. He can. i a glorified Theo hey, Walcott hey, world you are? are you dumb? That's huh? a. Problem. A great fan, Walker. I no, respect Fear Walker. I'm talking about Walcott Walcott at, the at the end of his career. Huh? He was still He'll back in goals, you know? I'm talking about Theo Walker when, when, when you just pace. You can double through 50, man, but to score the goal, you're going to miss it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mudrick, it's not Theo thing, man. I'm not having it. I'm not. Okay, okay. But then, that's even worse, then. That's even worse, because Theo Walker never got the respect or rating that Mudrick even has in his small, major, major career. Ah, he's Walcott was basically predicted to be like England's best ever thing since. Yeah, but that wasn't a big deal once upon a time. Big was, England, England used to religiously call up Stuart Downing. <laughs> <laughs> that was never. That was never a big deal. But, but respect, I respect Walcott, man. Over 100 Arsenal goals, scores in every big game. Every game against United, Chelsea, all these men who scored. This Mudrik guy is mean, a I mean, running back I mean. and it amounted to no Premier League titles, but that's okay. Let me, let me, <laughs> say, let me say something about The corruption era. I'll, I'll okay. go back to Mudrik, yeah. I, I, all I'll say is that, Denzel. do you remember that situation where I think he dribbled through, it was either Villa, yeah, but he did it against Villa, he did it against United, or he did it against Liverpool. The was guy Liverpool. Was Liverpool. He dribbled through like three players, yeah. All you had to do was just curl it, like around the key part, yeah. The guy just his performed it. Just debut fast game, fast. Game. <laughs> I said, you are yeah, getting that. gassed of that clip because for months I saw that clip played on Twitter. Yeah, because that's was said, a fast debut. I can't lie. I but I said, this guy cannot play ball for him. from that from that scene. I said, he can't play ball. He don't know, he don't know what he's doing. He's just fast. This is what I want to say about Modric. Yeah, is he a bad sign? Yes. No, yes, is he overpriced? Yes, but his price tag hasn't like he can't control that in it. But what I want to say is. I think what is mad is there's such a crazy, like... It's like reverse sports-washing the whole Modric saga. You've got sports-washing that like, institutions like Man City and PSG, like, that's sports-washing. Like. The Qataris want to clean up that image. I'm that really... transfer was political, by the way. That's, oh, that's, new one, that's think, what I'm getting yeah. into, bro. Basically, his price tag was... I think he had an €80 million Euro release clause, yeah? We met it. Arsenal met it. Now, Todd Bowley comes along with his extra-large... Next suit, yeah. Briefcase. Briefcase. Sweaty, oily palms. Yeah. <laughs> KFC has been banging all of that. Yeah. This guy comes along, yeah, and he's like, "I'm gonna, f- I want to put down hundred million euros. <laughs> no reason, yeah." Then I'm reading that twenty million is going to Ukraine for the war effort. What are we, bro? <laughs> we are not NATO, bro. This is Chelsea Football Club. What do you? Ah, uh, you me me like, Red bro? Cross? That's mad to me, and I think they're trying to undo that. They're trying to sever the whole ties. Like, oh, yeah, like we used to be owned by a Russian oligarch. Bring him back. <coughs> That's bring him like, back. back. <laughs> 21 trophies in 19 years. Bring my dog back. What do you mean you're trying to cut ties? Get Fred and Needle and re sew those ties. I want him back. This, bro? These men are killing my club. <laughs> <laughs> man, That's, like football oh, over morals. That's what you just said. 110% trophies over morals. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Bro, like, I'm not going to lie yet. You can't believe it if you see BBC News, bro. So when I they man, be like Qatar, Saudi Arabia, I don't know that, bro. I didn't <laughs> see it with my own eyes. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't me, don't then watch Al Jazeera, you'll see all of it. Don't worry. Don't, get, don't, don't worry, don't worry. I don't to uh, okay. right, bro. I don't even want to start talking about history lessons about British corruption on the pod, Thank not... you, bro. But what I'm saying is, Abramovich did not choose what country he's from. And he did not choose to be given... I'm not going to go into the source of his money, innit? That's the story for another day. But if you know, you know, innit? If you know how Bramovich got his money, you know. Say nothing. Cool. Let's move on. £600 million spent between January and whatever. That's crazy. Hmm. I ain't Coulibaly when the guy is 35. I'm exaggerating it, but he's basically 35. That guy's an uncle. uncle. Oh, oh, you know in French, they like say tonton. That's a proper tonton right there. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he's old. The guy turns like a tank. He's so watching him yeah, I just think what's such a shameless club. Like, I feel sick. Like the fact that we bought someone like Coolibali, yeah, thinking that this is 2016 and he's still at his peak was so dumb. And this whole thing like, oh, we brought in like sporting directors and like Wim Stanley and like Christian Joshua, all their man, yeah. None of you are doing your job. If you all put your signature on that paper and signed off on Koulibaly, get out my club. <laughs> Napoli upgraded, you know. They got Kim Min-Jay and won the Kim title. Kim jays hard, bro. And then they gave us Koulibaly and now Koulibaly's talking about right, he potentially might want to go back to Italy where the pace of the game suits him more. And but Kim Min-Jay's like, like, went to United as well. If you want to cut, I'll call Swell Braverman for you. Pack your bags, bro. Yeah. Because <laughs> what is this? Like, how are we having to rely on Thiago Silva? And it's just like, then the whole thing of, our. Uh, you know, like Brighton being cheeky, they wanted to either keep Cole permanently. I think they tried to offer us ten million pounds, or something dumb like that. Like I was... Oh, man, I just get so heated thinking about it. how can we pay sixty million for Kukurea, but a Liverpool got a World Cup winner for thirty five? I lie. I, I don't get it, bro. Like how did how do this conversation conversations even happen, bro? Like when you if United had gone in for McAllister, I'm hundred percent they the have charged like ninety like ninety million. Why oh. is it people get for forty? To be fair, though, in this case, um, the end yeah, of the season, scored, the Zerbi yeah. was, was like, Kaiseido and McAllister are going to leave. So, like, it was, they were always going to leave regardless. Yeah, he promised that to them. But yeah. also, I think it's just mad as well that how, just in terms of, like, this is, this is Chelsea's, like, situation. Yeah? And mean, he's paying it out for you guys because it's so funny. We, I don't know if you guys know Ian Markson. You've got a wicked left-back on loan at Burnley. He won the mm-hmm. championship under company. Oh, yeah, him, yeah, Markson, yeah, yeah. Great left-back, great going forward, young guy. It's from the academy, isn't it? Cool. Then we spent 60 million on the left back, who turns out he's not a left back and he can't defend. And then people say, oh, right, he'll be good at centre back maybe. Turns out he couldn't do that either. So we have a 60 million pound paperweight. I right, say nothing. Ben Chilwell's class, I like him. I rate him. I've always wanted him to stay. He signed a new contract, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, him and Rich James signed a new contract, if so I remember correctly. Cool. So a smart person would say, "Take, cut your losses and sell quicker, right, innit? Mm-hmm. I'm seeing online that we might be selling Markson. And keeping Kukureya. So I'm like, ah, cool. Let me, let me not get mad at it. Then we've got Lewis Hall. I don't know if you've seen, you guys have seen him play, but Lewis Hall is really like, he's a raw talent, but you can tell he's good, bro. Like. Yeah. He's apparently a midfielder, but he can play at left back. There was a period of time where, I shit you not, he kept Kukureya out of the team for five games in a row at left back. This guy is only like 19. That's how good he was. He gets thrown into the gulag. Right. We spent, what, 18 million euros on Datro Fafana. I think he played at like, three games and then they sent him to Congo. <laughs> that guy did not play <laughs> Why again. Why Dero from sent Congo. We have that to Congo? That guy did not play again for no reason. Bro Hub snapped his ACL or whatever and then we're having to slam it out of that. Do you know fun Fafana? He's like your FIFA career mode signing that you make. Bro, he's actually so good but, and they didn't even give him a chance. Like, If you know the season's done, just let the youngest play, bro. What do we do instead? Slumming it out Doing all this nonsense Sterling that false line Havertz doing his best impersonation At the 10.5 role All this nonsense bro That's happening now Then you've got the midfield situation Kovacic doesn't even want to be here anymore The guy who plays that like, while holding his family at gunpoint that <laughs> like, That's why he's going to City Because he just genuinely doesn't Imagine he was fit for all of the World Cup And then Premier League started And all of a sudden he's right. he I'm going to say um, I think we should move on to our next topic Yeah 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 Let's move on man Yeah, I don't know. It's about the Saudi League. So, do you remember, like, let's say two or three years back, like, the Saudi League was just seen as, you know, okay, players at the end of their career. They're going to go there, see what happens. Like, Mateus Pereira, when he was at West Brom, he went to Saudi League. Audrey Nogalo, he left United and went to Al-Shabaab in the Saudi League. Now, fast forward to 2023, we have bare big players starting with Ronaldo accepting deals to join the Saudi Pro League so where do you guys think this is all gonna go I think it's gonna just it's kind of like a it's a microcosm of the wider issue that's happening in football football is becoming a sport that's just being engulfed by money like there's so much money in football that essentially no one knows what to do with it anymore at this point but where that money is being concentrated is a bit unbalanced I think that's where the issue is I think as it stands at the minute, in terms of like just pure purchasing power and money, at the minute, that's concentrated in Europe, specifically England, the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Every transfer window, you know, you've got clubs like Nottingham Forest that are spending the GDP of Malta. That's crazy. Like, who the hell is Nottingham Forest, bro? Like, fair enough. They've got more. <laughs> it, they got more European trophies than Arsenal. Like, fair enough. Well, oh, here we go. You know, like, you You're not lying. No, we, I mean, we have a European trophy. Don't worry about it. European well, Cup. You know, the it's the E-Toto Cup, whatever that nonsense McDonald's thing is, doesn't Well, count. it counts. So I don't even care. Anyway. Chat all you want. It. Let's talk facts. All right, let's talk facts. The Premier League, every chance one they spend like 2 billion euros collectively, bro. And then La Liga is there spending like in total like 100 million euros, if that. And then it's a massive drop-off. From there, it's like the next team that spends the most, like Syria, and they'll spend like collectively like 85 million euros. But Serie a, they've got a lot of brokies there. They piss me off. Teams like Juventus, they're all trying to do loan of option to buy it. Like, just buy the player, bro. Stop trying to do this beggy-beggy thing. If you want to buy the player, buy it. That's a separate issue. When it comes to now, like, teams um like, countries like Saudi Arabia, I think what's happening is, it's, if we're being honest, it is sports-washing. For people that don't understand what that is, sports-washing is when... A country that has like a dubious track record of like human rights abuses and just things that would generally be considered like in an objective sense bad, they try and cover that up by saying like, hey, like you know, we invest in this, so that makes us a good country. And, like we do this, that makes us good. We're investing in sports, giving opportunities yeah, that yeah. distracts the general public from the darker side of what they do. That's what sports washing is, and Saudi Arabia is famous that in terms you know. Obviously, they've done that through Manchester City. They've done that with their public investment fund. You know, Newcastle. They've done that with PSG, things like that of that nature. And now they're doing it with their actual football league, which is crazy because the public investment fund said they were committing, I think it was 20, was it 20 billion euros to um, Al Itihad and Al Nasser? And there's another team. There were three teams that they were committing a massive amount of money to, which is crazy. How can you have a, how's the league meant to be competitive if you're sponsoring three teams? It's it's like the UK government deciding that they're going to sponsor Man City, United and Liverpool and give them each £250 million every season to play Samad. with. Just for uh, no reason. Like, Why is that even... How is that fair to any of the other teams? And I think what happens is essentially, you know, Ronaldo went there. They paid him, what, €200 million, Euros, essentially. Gave him whatever. Benzema's gone there now. The end of his career. He's gone there. Kante went there, which is crazy to me, but I get it. But, they paid him something crazy as well. Then they offered Messi 1.5 billion euros over three years and he turned it down to join it into Miami instead. And I think... He's got like a share on Apple or something like that. Yeah, they gave him like a mad setup over there. But I think what it is, is it's setting a crazy person in my opinion. I think they will... The Super League is going to come one way or another. The Super League is already here. in The Super League is the Premier League, first of all. I think that's me speaking objectively. The Super League is the Premier League. A lot of the worst teams in the league would still come to be finished in the top half of the remaining top five league in Europe, which is mad. Can I read a quote that I saw? Because, you know, like Ronaldo actually really believes in this whole Saudi league thing. So he said, um, Saudi is a very competitive league. It's not Premier League, I'm not going to lie, but it's a league that's left me positively surprised. In five, six, seven years, if they continue with the plan, it will be the fourth, fifth league in the world. Cap, just cap, bro. When you when someone slaps two hundred million in your account, you're gonna say anything they tell you to, bro. So we got Premier League, we've got um Syria, we've got Bundesliga. Yeah, yeah. you know, you, you never know. Suddenly, can go above League A at this rate. Oh, if like, is that scoring goals, then I'm rising right off that want, league. Who's gonna watch? Our know versus our Al- Ittihad? <laughs> 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 Hey, that's a good now, But now that Messi, Messi can come. even join together, I will not watch it. But you know what? Being real, yeah, we can just remove League 1 for that conversation and we can just replace them with the championship. The championship is great, bro. Mad competitive. Good players there. Like, the playoff was amazing. And, league 1 will never be a top five league in my eyes. I'm sorry. No, that, that playoff, by the way, was amazing. Was it Coventry and Luton? Bro, that's football. That's oh, football that heritage, bro. Like, that is mad. You will not get that in league earn because some like PSG is probably going to win the league by like 30 points by the time it's February. Like, I don't want really to hear what I mean, but yeah, back to Saudi though. The wages that have been offered and players that have been offered to go is crazy. So, for example, Alexis Sanchez got an offer from a team called Al Fateh, and the, they're offering a 10 million euro salary per season what until 2024. Okay. Then, obviously, as you said about Messi. He was offered more than €400 million Euros a year. That's then um, Sergio Busquets has been offered to play in the Saudi league. I haven't said the price. Willian's even got Saudi offers. They want, <laughs> they want Riyad Mahrez. Um, yeah, what who else do they want? There's more. There's so many that they want. But well, let me ask you this. If you are, say like, okay, let's use, because obviously I wouldn't say it's at the end of his career. Let's say, actually, let's find out. How old is Riyad Mahrez? Me... Yeah, you can find out because I can't say it off the top of my head, to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to Google it now. So Mahrez is 32. Right, cool, he is at the end of his career, essentially. He's 32 yeah. Cool. He's won the Premier League, God knows how many times, I think five times now. He's won, finally won the Champions League. He's won the FA Cup, won the League Cup. Like He's done everything he needs to do in England. If you are a player like Mahrez, do you take that offer from Saudi Arabia? Yes, easy. Muslim country, and he's been offered forty million a year, bro. I'm leaving. If i am won my trouble, if I'm a twenty-two-year-old Mars, I'm going to Saudi Arabia. I have a family to twenty-two. No oh, facts. Wait, 20. you say thirty-two oh. or 22? twenty-two? Twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is so shameless. <laughs> I always said thirty-two. He's at that twenty-two? Oh, that's a real ten years. I'm still going. Exactly. Oh, but I hear it. If you're thirty-two and you've won everything, like you need to win. Just go for that. That's the last chance you're gonna get a payday like that. People don't. Man's know. a Premier League legend. He's won the Premier League at Leicester, won the Premier yeah. Man City. Yeah. He's won the greatest treble. African players in the Premier ever, bro. Hundred percent. Like, it's a thing where people, I think, as fans, sometimes we forget that football is more fleeting than we think. Like it takes one yeah. injury and you're not playing again. And a lot of these guys, some of them might not have anything to fall back on. Like they've put their whole lives into the sport. And then some dickhead gave him a two-foot challenge and now he can't even do his job anymore. Like you got to milk it for as long as you can. Like, you got to ride it until the wheels fall off. You never know when you'll get that chance again. So I don't even blame some of them. I think the only problem would be if it becomes a thing where like, if Mbappe ever went to play there at this point in his career, then I think it's a problem. Yeah, I agree. I think that would be a massive problem. The minute they start offering dumb money that takes young talent away from competing for things that actually matter, like being able to compete for like the Champions League and a domestic trophy in Europe's top five leagues, then I would be like, okay, like this is becoming a problem. But then buying washed up players in their 30s for a payday or whatever, it will raise the profile of their league. Cool. But it's not like a huge problem. It's essentially it's no different to what China was doing at one point. Although the mad thing was Oscar left Chelsea to go to China when he was still like fairly young, which was mad at the time. But yeah, Oscar's, you... Oscar's an idiot for that. Oscar really Hooker. Yeah, yeah. That was it's the topic we ever made. That was the man. I'm gonna say again, another topic as well that we can talk about is um we talked about you know Ronaldo going to um Saudi and a sort of like an end of an era for him and you know Messi making his move. It's been the end of an era, as Dan said at the start, for a lot of football players. And I just want to read out the names of some players that have retired this season. So we have the likes of Gerard Piquet is retired. Zlatan retired recently. Mesut Ozil retired. Gareth Bale retired. Um, I don't know if any other names that I'm missing. we're missing um, Bohan Kertic. I said Boyan, you know. Who cares? Hey, are you done? Was a boy like Barcelona? Boyan was the next Messi, bro. Respect him. respecting. This next Messi talk. <laughs> um, who else retired this season? 460 Messi. There was a... Oh, what's his name? He played for Real Madrid. Ribery retired. I said Gary Cahill was still playing. Fez. I retired. Yeah, yeah Ribery's retired. Dead. Yeah. Oh, um, what's his name retired as well? Off memory, um, Hamshik. Hamshik. Yeah. Recently, I saw that. He he legend. I right, Hamshik long shots on FIFA. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That Hamshik lavezzi combo. the don't get spoken about enough. <laughs> Bro, that is, that is football heritage. There, man. I think, like, so many players that we grew up watching are always retiring I think that's mad Like We're literally watching the landscape of football change in front of our eyes because... I lie If you bring me back to those days instead of uh, dealing with my streamers Any day I'm going to that, bro Bro, like, it's, just, it's mad I think that like, Neymar is the last of that generation that's still playing I think once Neymar and Messi retire It'll be a sad, sad day, bro It'll be a very sad day even when Ronaldo retires, because I know that's, that's smelling like. that's round the corner, bro. Oh, Denzel, this will be close to you. Uh, Ramirez retired as well. No eh? way. Retired, yeah. bro. Oh, my. Ramirez bought so Kante could run, bro. <laughs> that's oh your my, guy. D- no, nah, that is my guy. He's, he's my favorite. That's my player. guy, too, you know. I'm not even a Chelsea fan, but Ramirez. No, you do all you know what? Who play keeper, like- yeah? Know you play Ramirez center back. Ramirez center back got a deadly combination. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But there's something about Chelsea and bold black midfielders, bro. Like Mikelayle, Ramirez. Don't overdo. retired as well. Yeah. that's kind yeah. of that's 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 legend. That's we bought him. He bought him. He faked his kidnapping onto Chelsea. God punish him. <laughs> that's a country's legend, though. God punish him. That's a god punish him. God bless him, bro. He's a legend. But now, nah, like so many players are retiring or about to retire, and I think that's so mad, like. Adibayo, I won't talk about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you how mess um I know you're you're a messy stand, Caris? How do you feel about Messi going to MLS? Do you know what he's earned it? isn't it? It's one of them things that you know I've said the same with Ronaldo as well. Like you've reached the age of 34, 35, you've both been competing for 15 years, you've done all that you can. Like, what have you got to prove anymore? And he's got his World Cup now. Just go enjoy life, man. Yeah. I said you're yeah, going to enjoy that. He was about to- He's not, not going to win Ballon d'Or because he's, he's leaving, so it's peak. No, I think not He, he stat padded the Ballon d'Or enough. I think that someone else win it, man. Stop, don't, don't, don't take the piss, here. Yeah? No, I need another one that's for agenda's sake, but, but it's wow. not going to happen. Messi will go down as a guy who ruined the credibility of the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> 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 Just hold it. It's all right. No, you know I'm how not. mad it is that Messi was about to be managed by Phil Neville, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you got sacked, though. That's imagine getting sacked by your boy. Your the boy Neville is brothers peak. can't manage. It's so peak. Your boy from day is telling you, "I come to the office, quick." <laughs> yeah, yeah, of you he's telling you, Are "You got a pack of things still." <laughs> yeah. No, You're that's like, the awful. equivalent of. I remember when I was like in my master's days. I think Kevin helped me to get a job in a COVID lab. Imagine if Kevin decided that, oh, I'm gonna to go to management and tell him to fire you. That's what it would feel like. Yeah. <laughs> like that stress. Imagine David Beckham firing his boy. Oh my days. In the world of business, there's no boys. <laughs> Word, there's no boys. There's another pressing topic. It's not even football related, but it's something that Kevin brought to the group chat the other day. I need to mud. I need Mad Mad to listen to to weigh in on this. Yeah. So I don't, I, don't even want to, I don't even know how this, this topic came up. But Kevin must have been discussing with some of his like, friends or whatever at uni. We won't disclose the uni name, in it. But... We won't disclose the uni, yeah, for, for confidentiality purposes. But it was on the topic of personal hygiene and showering. In this hot weather, you know. Yeah. Now, Kevin, Kevin being the normal human being that he is. Yes. We respect that, man. We respect it. You wash your whole body. That includes your legs, your feet, everything. You scrub everywhere and you shout, and you make sure the water gets everywhere. Now, some of Kevin's, you know, associates, who's, you know... Yeah, associates is the right word. Associates, you become medical professionals. Yeah. Associates. Some of them, I'm sure you can, you'll be able to work out, you know, the the, the phenotypes of these people. <laughs> 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 you have to go to the biology properly. I have to, pro- to the pod too. name, I respect it. You'll be able to work out. They said they do not scrub their legs. They let the water trickle down. The water is going to roll down there. That's an insane statement to even have the confidence to openly admit in public. Now, if you're listening and you're one of those people that thinks that's okay, I'm telling you it's not. From all three of us. All three of us are telling you now as some, what, medical professionals. There's two medical professionals in here because I've transitioned to tech. There's two current medical professionals in here. Scrub everywhere, please. Everywhere. Everywhere. That means everywhere. Behind your knees, scrub your foot. Don't be doing it or the water's going to roll down there. The weather weather is hitting 30 degrees. No one wants to be smelling your B.O. In fact, not just scrub, cream everywhere too. That includes (laughs) cream. That The problem was, yeah, I'll, I'll explain it, I'll explain it. Sorry, guys, let me explain the whole situation, man. Right? The conversation was, if they released the law and said you can only shower once a day, will you shower before bed or when you wake up? I said, I'm showering in the morning. To, to, to my shock and horror that I was, I was the, the, the villain in this situation and everyone was saying that I was wrong, that they were rather shower at night. So what, what I heard was, you'll go to bed, sleep. Let all the bacteria fester on your body, And you go and release it to the world. And they wonder why COVID is flourishing. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. They want to release new proteins into the air because of all of their uncleanliness or ungodliness. We're we're going to make that a poll on Twitter as well. Would you rather... If you can only shower once in the day, do you shower in the morning or before bed? I expect poll this as well. We're there. gonna pull this. Yeah, we're gonna pull this. I expect there to be a yeah. clear landslide for one answer. If I'm seeing 50-50, that will tell me you lot smell. <laughs> yeah. If I'm seeing 50-50, I'll be greatly disappointed. If it's 50-50, I'm do pull not pull. sit next to me on TFL on my morning commute, I mean, you, please. I want to survive. Even, don't even get public transport. Use line, use a line bike so the breeze can at least circulate your beer into the air. <laughs> 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 <Where>? <laughs> But I think another another before we even wrap it up, I think another another life changing event happened recently to me, guys. That I want to I want to share it over. I feel bad, but as Kevin has spoken about already, sometimes in life you need to like, upgrade, isn't it? Like Man United needs to upgrade. As a person, you have to upgrade your life. Cool, Bruh. So some of you may or may or may not have heard of the event recently like that happened. <clears throat> Great, <laughs> by the way, I had an amazing time there. I'll never forget it. I loved it. We seen all the pics. Don't worry, bro. They saw the pics in it. You, so. You're with Clint. Yeah, that's a family friend, man. But besides that, I have to get a trim before going there. Now, I have a barber that I've been going to since I was 13 years old. I'm if 20. he hears to see in trouble, by the way, I'm just saying, 100%. I, I, if he hears it, I, I, fuck it, innit? <laughs> That's like that charging to the game. <laughs> but I've been going to him since like, year nine, basically, since I was like 13-ish. I've been going to him for time, like, to the point where I was getting like, all my trims are £5 off. That's how long I've been going to him. Isn't it? Cool. <laughs> the day that I needed to go and get a trim for recess land, because you can't go there looking bummy, man. you need to look nice. There There's 7,000 people in attendance. I've called him now. He's picked up and he's said, oh, hello. Oh, yeah, I'm in Nigeria. <laughs> so I'm thinking, ooh. <laughs> I'm like, when are you gonna be back? He says the week after. I said, no can do, hombre. Because this thing's happening on Sunday. I said, deadline days approaching. Words. <laughs> the clock is ticking. We're talking about next week. I've messaged Kevin and Karasmar. I said, you man, my barber is not available. He's gone back home, innit? now. Like, I'm gonna have to check out your barber, innit? Like, where is he? We told you for time as well. Me and Kevin told you. Well I tell a- you, bro, Nigel's the guy still. Uh, shout out to Nigel man They say Crystal oh, Palace nice. Now where I live Crystal Palace is Like 15 minutes on the train That's a calm on the train now Got there Popped out the shop now I'm sitting there Nice little spot no, It's literally One minute walk from the station I was like cool I'm chilling in the shop now Nigel's there Chatting away He's got some Two older guys there Chatting away Whatever And now It's my turn I've sat down on the chair. Nigel's cut my hair. I've looked in the mirror. <laughs> and I'm not even exaggerating. I just said, wow. <laughs> I said, whoa. I stepped out of that barbershop. shop. I slapped my AirPods in there. I was walking around like, you know that scene in Spider-Man 3 where he gets the black Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, that's how I was walking, bro. I was thinking, I'm about to <laughs> damage on Sunday, bro. I've gone out now. I'm not even exaggerating. It was just literally every five minutes a compliment, 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 compliment. Said, rah, your trim. the man that were even saying that I must be sleeping with the bar trim is mad. (laughs) Rah. rah, The compliments were just rolling in. I said, rah. I said in my 10 years of getting trims of my band, I've never experienced this, you know. (laughs) I just said I never experienced it. I said, this is peak. And the price difference was only a fiver. I said, Ooh. As soon as I got home, yeah, I told Kevin and Karis what happened now. And I told them, man, them, I might not be going back to my man. <laughs> <laughs> They're thinking, right, you're gonna dash away 10 years. I said 110% I am. 100 percent Now my old barber's landed from Nigeria and he sent me a voice note saying, hello, yeah, I'm back now. So if you want to cut your hair, you know, come. <laughs> I was about to block his number, but I was thinking, don't even message me again, bro. <laughs> but are no, you not that, giving like, like any notice at all? Like no annual leave notice, nothing. Nothing, bro. Like the way the the trim that Nigel gave me. You think I'm gonna give that up? <laughs> <laughs> so no notice at all. Like not even the decency to give notice. I might pop by the shop and tell him that you know, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened, guys. <laughs> Bruh no, Bruh <laughs> This is like Robin Van Persie You know <laughs> <Best>. <laughs> Listen All the great players In their career Know when it's time To leave their club man 100% Van Persie done it Fabregas done it Do you know what I'm saying like, you, can't, you can't stay at your Boyhood club forever man like, Sometimes you just Gotta be like You know what Don't The moral of the story Is don't be a Harry Kane Know when to leave bro You have to know When to look at yourself And be like Do you know what I need to win the trophy it's time um, for me to dip. And that's what I'm doing, man. I'm, I'm moving to Real Madrid. I'm, <laughs> I'm moving to Madrid. I'm ready to win. That's all. It's no hard feeling. Look, speaking of trophies as well, you were saying that, beg her to get any drinks. Bro, they, were, they were treating me like a slag ball. Was, they were buying me drinks for no reason. <laughs> I said, ah, oh, I said I know what the pattern is. Like, oh, man. They were buying me drinks left and right. I'll come and do shots. I said, I've had enough. They said, no, 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 I'm going to do more. I said, all right, cool, say nothing. <laughs> you're like, who am I to say no to that? Uh, who am I to say no to a good time? <laughs> Why should I ruin everyone else's time by being, you know, that guy's, oh, I don't want to drink. Come, if you're dying, I'm drinking. I bet there's cops for <laughs> the same size as that Carabao Cup. Oh, that, that thing is tiny, the Carabao Cup. Oh, yeah, that's it. That yeah. picture of him at Maguire and Fernandez holding two of oh, my things, man. That's football heritage, bro. <laughs> That's your club's heritage now, Carabao Cups. While your rivals are winning troubles. have some shame, bro. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you, yeah. If football continues to re- like reduce my mental health, I'm not gonna. Lie, I'm gonna have to call it quits you now. No, I hear it still. I hear it. <laughs> like, if I quit another season like this, I'm. I'm quitting. Like my dad, like when I was young, my dad once said to me, "Win or lose, they still get paid." I it resonates with me now. <laughs> <laughs> Win or lose, damn man, still get paid. All we have to say is that. When we get to heaven and it's Judgment Day, they won't ask you how many Premier Leagues you've won. Well, you never know that still. Actually, <laughs> no, but all drugs aside, yeah? All just aside, yeah? To this day, my mom doesn't know, like, the nickname for my United, you know? Has she seen your shirts? What, the Red Devils? Yeah. She questioned it one time, and I decided it. Man said he had to dodge that, you know. Man said, it's not that, it's not that. No, I said it's not that. I said say, I say, I say it's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cat. <laughs> first, first did you hear that nickname you're finished uh, if yeah, I devils, again, I I'm telling her that club name I'm telling her auntie your sons are playing the red devils bro we are going to find a new team by force <laughs> <laughs> Man, I see coming like Blue Angels. God punish them we've spoken about a lot this episode Yeah, the perfect time to wrap up perfect time to wrap up thank you Denzel it's been a fantastic episode thank you once again for listening in on the BTB podcast it's been good to catch up again with the boys to talk about some football, just some general life stuff. Obviously, life's been a bit busy, so it's hard to keep up with the with the pod sometimes, but we're sure you're going to try our best to keep up with the content. Just always always remember to follow us on, at the BTB podcast on Twitter. Also, um, on, we stream on Apple Music and Spotify. So just ensure to, keep, to watch that space. We're going to keep on working on our craft, make sure we can get better and better. We'll have some big things planned. Never lose faith on the BTB. I'm yeah, losing faith with that, not lose faith on us. Trust me, we'll still bring the quality. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, it's been it's been your co-host, Captain, alongside Denzon Karas. And thank you for listening.